Hey everybody, welcome to episode 397 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz, and today's show here on Friday is about nutrition, specifically about meal plans, something that I've talked about in a couple episodes, but that I don't typically dabble in. But I wanted to do an episode on how to create a meal plan for fat loss. I know it can be a very, very helpful tool, and I kind of really believe in the saying of teaching a man to fish, right? You can give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, teach him to fish, feed him for a lifetime. I really think that is how we need to approach fitness and nutrition as professionals in the industry. And I know that meal planning and the ability to plan out your day in advance is going is a very, very helpful strategy to be able to accomplish your goals. And it's almost necessary in some cases, especially when you're a bit, your life's a bit hectic, or maybe um, you aren't as good on the fly as some other people who can do things a little more intuitively. And different situations will arise and you need to know how to hit those, but it always helps to have a plan in place of some kind. That's what today's show is about. I'm going to give you some basic guidelines on how to do it, break down an example, and go from there, and also talk about how to adjust as you go. So you never plateau, essentially, and hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Hopefully it's something helpful for you, Uh, less theory, more action today. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Like I said in the intro, I believe in teaching men to fish, giving you tools in your tool belt that will help you succeed in any situation because a lot of different situations are around, right? Everyone has a different uh, approach to fitness and needs it to do different things for them. But I think that one of the most useful things in anything, training and nutrition, is planning the ability to plan prepare and know what's coming up if you are always doing things by the seat of your pants doing things a little bit more intuitively that can be a very healthy approach to fitness because it's very hands-off your mind isn't stressed about anything and you don't feel like you have to abide by any kind of structure now as you can probably tell those can all be big cons though to it a little bit of planning goes a long way in actually keeping you on track you have to be able to balance, you know, unhealthy obsession with um, actually being able to do what you need to do, I guess, and actually getting your stuff done, right? So there's a fine line to, to kind of walk on here. Don't want to go too crazy with it. Don't want to be too lax with it. And being able to plan and be flexible with that plan is really the holy grail, I think, especially in nutrition, in diets. Like I'm a macro tracker. You guys know that. I track calories, track macros, have most of my clients do that. But not everybody needs that. Not everybody likes that or prefers that. I've had multiple people come to me and request that that is not their diet, but they want to lose fat right? Or build muscle. 
So meal plans are the move. I've talked about this before. You can definitely make progress if you kind of create a rough meal plan. Um, it helps to be able to have macro counts. So I'm not going to completely say this is a not tracking macros episode, but I am going to show you kind of how to break down your meals through the day. Now, there are a few steps to this, I guess. And this is specifically, I want to say, you know, for fat loss, muscle building, there might be some different things you have to throw in. Definitely like pre and post workout meal timing and stuff like that is definitely going to help as well. But for fat loss, what really matters is if you're averaging that deficit by the end of the week and you will lose weight, you will lose body fat if you're doing that. So essentially what I want to see is you achieving that through all your meals through the week. And there can be meals that you go off track here and there. But what I like to see in meal planning is that you stick to it most of the time, right? So it needs to be something attainable, right? You're not eating celery and that's it. You're not eating only chicken and broccoli, but it does need to be pretty easy to add and remove carbs and fat. That's all I would say. So, you know, you don't want to have pizza night, nacho night, taco night, etc in your meal plan, because it's going to be hard to gauge exactly what calories you're having. Now, once a week, something like that is perfectly fine. Maybe three or four times a week, it might be a problem if you're kind of unable to plan that way. In that case, tracking macros is going to be a lot easier. But if you have more control, and you're able to kind of structure meals a little bit better and easily add and remove items, it's going to be easy to meal plan. So if you're having steak, potatoes, and vegetables, you know, fish, vegetable, you know, maybe uh, some dessert, like those things are easy to add and remove. You can shrink the size of your dessert, remove it all together, bump up the protein serving as you go. Like you can make adjustments easily without even tracking a single thing, just adjusting your meal plan. Like I said, there are steps. So let's break it down. How does it look? And then I'll give you an example. So first step in creating a successful fat loss meal plan is going to be at the beginning of the day going into this with as much of a plan as you can if you're going to allow yourself a treat or dessert and that's important because you can be flexible in a fat loss diet but you have to take away if you're going to give right so there's a balance to everything every carb and fat you decide to eat is going to take away from it somewhere else that's how it works that's how keeping calorie balance works right you don't just want to be adding desserts every night um, out of the blue if you added a couple scoops of ice cream and had half the rice you were supposed to at dinner you're good to go that's kind of the balance that i'm talking about so if you can i know all of you know you don't always get a whole day heads up on if you are offered a dessert or or drink at work or anything like that well maybe after work but you need to as much as you can make the plan for it so if you even think it's a possibility i would plan for it kind of in your mind or on paper or in a tracking app set aside some carbs and fat for that so if you know you're going to be going to a birthday party that's an easy example and there will be cake and you you will participate set aside carbs and fat in your mind for that. So maybe that just means if your breakfast is a pretty balanced carb, protein, fat, just have a protein shake for breakfast. Or you can do what I said earlier, reduce some serving sizes through the day and um, go from there. So you need to know if you need to set aside 
carbs and fat. And I really do like the breakfast idea. So if you, and I like that, it's a little easier to gauge, right? So kind of plan your first meal around if you're having a treat or dessert or fancy coffee with whipped cream or something like that later on. So if it's Friday night, you're going out with the boys, maybe you need to uh, kind of decrease your breakfast, just have a protein shake, some eggs, maybe, maybe you have some yogurt and a couple pieces of fruit. Maybe you have some cottage cheese with some honey in it or something like that. Just kind of a low calorie, high protein breakfast. If you are going to stick to your meal plan all day, that's not in your plan, then, you know, feel free to make a balanced breakfast, carbs, fat, protein. That's step one. Step two is I would advise having in your head how much protein you should be eating within a good range, right? So for me, I'm probably somewhere 150 to 200 grams is probably enough for me. If someone comes in, you know, they're weigh 120 pounds, they want to know how much protein to eat. It's, you know, 90 to 125 grams of protein per day is perfect. And you're going to get plenty, even if you're on the low end of that. So, um, that range is fine. You can be loose with that and take that number and divide it by the number of meals you're going to have for the day. You need to know how many meals and snacks you're going to have. So let's say you want to shoot for 120 grams of protein and you are going to have four meals. You're going to have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe an afternoon snack. So you're going to shoot for 30 grams per meal, 120 divided by four, 30. And that's counting the snack, which should be high protein anyways. So that will kind of give you a rough idea if you're going to be estimating how much of the protein to have. If you're tracking, it's going to give you exact numbers. So you can actually track your food and see, okay, I ate my 30 grams. I'm good to go. What's my snack? Okay, I'll have, you know, two Greek yogurts or I'll have two scoops of protein powder or, you know, some beef jerky, tuna salad, whatever it's going to be. And you can set up your meal plan that way. So most people do have the most trouble with protein when they start a diet and getting enough, especially if you haven't been tracking it before or even really aware of it. And I know the protein thing, it can get really burned out, which is why I say give yourself a lot of wiggle room. Don't beat yourself up if you're not able to hit your 120 grams. If you hit 80 or 90, that's fine, right? And, you know, if you only do 20 grams at each meal and you have four meals, you know, that's that's still probably plenty of protein. And it does it's not as serious as you think, right? So that's all I mean. But try to get on the higher end if you can. Now, what I like to do is I like to actually have a little bit more at like lunch and breakfast just and then kind of save my carbs and fat for dinner so I can be more flexible with dinner and snacks and things like that. That's me. I don't really split mine as evenly across the day, but technically to be optimal for muscle building, you should and retention, you should be spreading it out. So that's why I say divide it evenly and it's easy to uh, give and take from there, right? So if your snack's only 10 grams of protein, just add the extra serving of protein to dinner. You're good to go. You can tweak things that way, but always base around protein. Now from there, I'm actually a little bit different than a lot of like general templates you'd see. So you have your treat planned, you have your protein roughly planned out through, through the day as best you can. And I would plan how you're going to get those protein sources as well. Kind of add on to that. I would focus on, you know, what foods am I going to have for lunch, dinner, breakfast? What do I have on hand? What can I do to hit this protein and roughly plan out where your protein is going to come from? So you're not scrambling 
you know, oh, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to grab some nuts from the pantry, but then you don't have a protein source. And then you kind of get flustered and frustrated because you didn't hit your protein for that meal. Don't be that, don't be that person. Instead, kind of plan out ahead of time at the beginning of the day or the night before what's roughly your protein sources for each meal of the day. Now from there, um, like I said, I'm a bit different. I, instead of kind of starting to subtract out carbs and fat, which is what most people do, and plan out each macro, I actually suggest adding foods to your meal plan at this point. So get your servings of vegetables, get your servings of fruit, hit your fiber is the way to say it in a number of way, but I like to focus on adding the foods in. How am I going to get you know, maybe a couple servings of fruit and how am I going to get four or five servings of vegetables in, in the whole day? So like, I'll go into an example in a little bit for me, but for me today, you know, I kind of planned out no really treat today. So for dinner, which is a little more carb heavy, I'll have some salad, salad dressing for fat. You know, it's kind of a rough thing. And I added the salad for lunch. I didn't have a vegetable plan. It was chicken and rice, pretty basic. So I added some green beans into it, and for breakfast, I didn't have any fruit on hand, but normally I would have some fruit with breakfast, and then I'm kind of added in the foods I need to. Um, That's a way to do it. So yeah, I definitely recommend adding in fruits and vegetables for health benefits. You know you need it, and optimally whole grains as well. Focus on the health at that point and adding those foods in. What this really does, one, it gets your micros, two, you're going to be hitting your fiber, but three, it's going to keep you more full. And I think that in fat loss diets and meal plans, that's so important. I think it's probably the most important thing. Now you could plan out your protein sources and then fill in from there, rice, potatoes, spaghetti, cereal, bread. You could hit your technical macros that way, but you're going to be hungry. If you're not tracking macros, um, you are going to want more. And you're probably going to overdo it on those servings. So instead, add more of the things that are high volume, high fiber, and high in nutrients. And then you're going to want less of the other things that contain more calories, are easy to overeat, and are less nutrient dense. That's why I say add in vegetables and fruit. Go all in on it. You spend most of your shopping time looking through the vegetables and the fruits and the protein sources. So don't neglect that. They're great for you. Throw them in a blender if you don't want to eat them, but find a way to eat them. After that, it's really just going to be filling in the remainder of your meals and building your meals out from there. And if you've done these other things and you're staying hydrated to stay full as well, you shouldn't need a lot more in your diet. So it depends on your size, of course. If you're a 300-pound person, you're going to need some carbs or fat or both. If you're a little lighter, it's going to be less. Your appetite should dictate that in a sense, as long as you're doing the other things right. So if you're hitting your protein, you're staying hydrated, you're adding in the fruits and vegetables, and that's your focus, you can add in servings of carbs and fat. And this can be a serving as far as like in a tracker, literally one serving, one potato, one cup of rice, one cup of pasta, two pieces of bread, or it can be in a more vague, intuitive sense about the size of your fist to estimate, or maybe a third of the plate or a fourth of the plate is a good way to do it as well. So there's a few eyeball methods you can do to plan things out and some ways that you can kind of be a little bit more loose and flexible. But 
add those in, but realize it's just part of the meal and you've already added in most of it, protein, fruit, vegetables, even whole grains are added in and the rest is just bonus. If you have a treat plan, realize you might have to take away one of those servings. Now, maybe the question you're thinking, how many servings do I do though of everything at each meal? Well, you have your protein planned out. You're going to add in vegetables, essentially unlimited, as long as you're not loading them up with oil, uh, fruit, you know, two pieces a day is fine. Uh, up, up to that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just going to have some carbs in it. So, uh, you just need to realize that if that's your treat as well, maybe you can take away from something else. Otherwise, you know, I'd focus on zero to one servings for breakfast. I like to build kind of through the day. I just find this helps adherence. So zero to one servings for breakfast, um, not counting fruit. You can have an apple or something. And then from there is zero to one. So that, you know, a piece of toast or two, and you're good, or a little bit of cereal, and you're good. You can have those things, just keep it lower. Don't load up on the carbs too heavy, stack of pancakes, that kind of thing in the morning. So zero to one, lunch, maybe one to two, depending on your goal, your size, and uh, your treat planning later. If it was, if I was planning a big dessert or treat, I would probably drop that to one. If I was a bigger person or not doing a treat, I would definitely have two. And that's, you know, two cups of rice, two cups of pasta, two baked potatoes, um, you know, maybe a piece of fruit for dessert, that kind of thing. Um, a little bag of chips, you know, these are the kind of things you're going to add in. And then for dinner, we're looking at like three to four. I like to kind of load up more at dinner and there is the adjustment number. So I was talking about plateaus earlier in the intro. As you plateau, that's the number you tweak. Your protein always stays planned out. Your fruits and veggies are always something you need to hit. And from there, you just reduce servings or take out the treats and the desserts. Um, the flexibility is nice, but sometimes it's not going to work out. That's just the facts. Um, if you're noticing you do that often in a pattern, react to that and take some of that out. Otherwise, just reduce the numbers. Zero for breakfast, one for lunch, two to three for dinner. You just drop your calories probably by a couple hundred because you did that just from carbs, not even counting the fat that was in the carb source. So butter on your baked potato, you know, mayo on your bread, stuff like that. You are probably reducing calories by two or 300 because of the fat added. So that's a big drop in calories. I wouldn't go zero, zero, zero serving. So you have no carbs or anything, but you know, reduce it down. So mainly your carbs come at dinner. And that should get you all the way there. If it's not, there's probably something added that you are not, I guess, fully admitting to yourself. Whether it is that pizza night, that meal out, added oil to your food, liquid calories like juice, alcohol, sweet coffees, things like that, that are adding calories in. Underreporting is probably the most common thing that I see and that's studied in people dieting. But what I like to focus on is making sure you're hitting everything you're supposed to. So getting your protein in, getting your fruits in, getting your vegetables in. The problem really arises when you start ignoring those things and trying to hit calories with the other foods I really find. So if you're getting your vegetables in and your fruit in and your protein in and you're cooking them in lower fat ways to keep the calories down, you're going to be just fine even with servings of carbs and desserts and treats in there with only an adjustment or two in your whole diet. That's a meal plan, and that's kind of how you plan ahead. You know, that's kind of a look into everything. 
and it's different for everybody. You know, for me, it's like 160 grams of protein, three meals a day, 50 grams of protein each meal about. Like I said, I load them up on lunch and breakfast more. So I probably have 30, 40 grams of protein for dinner. I probably have, you know, 60, 70 for lunch, 50 for breakfast. That's kind of how I do it. Um, and then I'll always plan my treat ahead of time. If I want some kind of snack or anything, always try to get my vegetables in. Like I said today, salad for dinner, green beans for lunch. Normally I'd have fruit for breakfast and then, um, whole grains, focus a little bit on that to try to get that fiber in and then go from there. This is a method that you can use to track or not track, but it's going to really speed up your progress. A little planning helps and it is going to only add to the flexibility. Remember flexibility is good but you need to have some kind of rigidity to hit your goals and to actually see progress. There's ways to bust plateaus. There's ways to do things really consistency is the driver. So I think a plan like this, a meal plan structure is going to help a lot of people be consistent because it's going to give them a rough structure for their day. Even if it's different foods, even if it's at someone else's house, even if it's restaurants, snack foods, anything you can kind of base roughly around these things and get to where you want to be. So that's it for today. Friday's episode, Foodie Friday, episode 397 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Jordan Stoltz. If you ever have a question for the podcast or want to talk about your diet, meal plans, how to set this up for you, I would love to help you free of charge. Just reach out jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com or through DM on Instagram, Stoltz Jordan. Those are always in the description of the podcast so you can find me and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.